The first thing I want to talk about here is the fact that this is a really groundbreaking endeavor. So right now, a team of researchers has developed an artificial intelligence system capable of analyzing the molecular structures to describe how specific compounds smell. So the AI system's findings often align really closely with those of trained human. Um, it's called a olfactory expert, but really someone that can like, you know, identify smells very well. And this research was recently published in Science. So this research could serve as a foundation for kind of crafting new synthetic fragrances and also could potentially shed light on how the human brain processes scents, which is, you know, up until now, something that we didn't know a lot about, but we're discovering a lot more of with research like this. So unlike other types of sensory information, smells have a really unique neural pathway. Essentially, they travel directly from the nose to the memory and emotional sensors uh, centers in the brain. So they're pretty much bypassing intermediate neural networks. Um, and this direct connection is why certain smells can trigger like really vivid, specific memories, right? Like sometimes you'll smell a certain fragrance. I, I know for me, it sounds so funny, but like there's a specific like musty boat smell. And if I smell it, I'm like immediately put back into this place where I was uh, sailing across. I, for those that don't know, I sailed across the South Pacific. I lived on a boat for a year. Uh, sailing to almost all the islands in the South Pacific. And uh, certain smells will take me right back there or others will, you know, bring me back to a time in my childhood. Um, certain smells will remind me of my grandmother's house when she was cooking certain kinds of food or whatever. So certain smells really do have like an interesting, I, I think a lot of people know this, right, that smells have that power, but it's really interesting why. And, and the reason is because essentially our sense of smell is completely bypassing most all other parts of our neural net immediately going to a center in our brain that can trigger those those memories so what's really interesting here is that you know this direct connection is why certain smells um trigger those and neurobiologist alexander vichko who is leading a spin-off startup called osmo from google research he emphasized saying there's something special special about smells so to kind of explore the relationship between a molecule a molecule's chemical structure and its resultant smell um he Wichko and his osmo team designed a neural network so the ai system essentially assigns one or more descriptive words from a list of around 55 terms like fishy or whiny to various smells and approximately 5,000 odors were analyzed for this ai system to kind of identify a pattern between their chemical structure and then the smell so this exercise gave them around 250 correlations, which were then integrated into, you know, what they what they what they're calling essentially their principal odor map or their palm. And this palm becomes a reference guide that the AI can consult to predict how new molecules might smell when they're, you know, created or combined. So to kind of validate the efficiency of this AI generated palm, human volunteers were trained to describe odors using the same set of descriptors, right? They gave them that same big list of um, you know, 55 different terms. I said, you could smell this, tell us what you think it smells like based off of one of these 55 terms. And then humans were able to do it. Um, and you know, the, this is the same list that the AI was using. And so when tasked with predicting the smells of 323 synthetic, but recognizable odors based off of their chemical structures, the AI's predictions were actually remarkably close to the average descriptions provided by human testers. So the AI is really doing pretty much the same as a human tester. Um, when actually trying to smell something and and get what uh get what it essentially know what it smells like. So Stuart Firestein, who is a neuroscientist at Columbia University, recognized the machine learning driven advancements and considers the palm a 
potential, a potentially valuable tool, particularly for industries like food and cleaning products. However, he points out that it doesn't answer fundamental questions about the biology of human um, olfaction, such as the interaction of molecules with the human nose's 350 odor receptors. So that's another thing that obviously this doesn't have is the fact that a human nose, right, has 350 different odor receptors, and that makes a big impact on how we smell things. Um, so Pablo Myers, who is a systems biologist at IBM Center for Computational Health, he says that this research is extremely successful correlating molecular structures with uh, subjective smells through language. However, he questions the notion that a consensus among human descriptions of an odor should be considered quote-unquote correct, emphasizing that quote smell is something personal, right? Some people, like for example, uh, my father absolutely hates the smell of lavender, like with a passion. I think it's fantastic. I love the smell of lavender. Um, but, you know, smell is definitely something personal where something may smell good to someone and bad to another person. Um, and so I think the next kind of research frontier, according to uh, Wilchko, is kind of understanding how different odors interact with each other to form entirely new scents, right? So beyond just, okay, here are some molecules. What do they smell like? It's like, okay, well, what if we mix the um, you know, the ocean smell with like the smell of a pine tree, like what is, what, what is that creating? So both Myers and Firestein acknowledge that this is a really complex challenge is Firestone explains even a single scent like that from coffee, for example, contains hundreds of odor molecules and the possible combination of odors could reach into the trillions. So this is far too many for a computer to really analyze comprehensively at the moment. Um, although with quantum computing and other, you know, advancements we're making in, com in computing, I think we will get there. Um, but regardless, I think tackling this um, kind of complexity appears to be the next logical step in understanding not only the world of sense, but also the intricacies of, you know, human and, and us being able to smell things. So this is very interesting. I think this has a lot of implications um, as we try to, you know, decode different scents. I think there's a lot of interesting research. There's probably a lot of value for the food industry, for the fragrance industry, for a lot of other industries um, in beyond just, uh, you know, creating, let's say, food or fragrance, but really looking into like what are the molecules that um, what are the molecules that smell good, like probably doing some AI research where they could once they do the once they do the more in-depth version where they're essentially combining like molecules and creating new fragrances and uh, determining that. It'd be really interesting if they could train a model to determine like what molecules and what combination molecules humans like generally describe as good or bad, right? Because of course we know that all humans have different uh, have a different relationship with smell. So some people think some smells are good, some people think some smells are bad. It'd be really interesting to train a model on all of the combinations of molecules and find like the combination of molecules. Uh, that has the highest percentage of a person thinking like it smells good for different reasons, or maybe a man thinks smell good, or a woman thinks smell good, or a, you know a teenager thinks smell good. Like there's all sorts of different segments you can put that into, and I think that'd be really interesting for the food industry, right? Like making their food smell a certain way, or of course the fragrance industry is a is a no-brainer. All sorts of applications here, really interesting and a really interesting way that AI is kind of advancing that research. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AI Box, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. 
the minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.